Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create and grow income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Are you tired of trading your time for money? Do you desire freedom today instead of retirement in 10, 20, or 30 years? I'm MC Lobsher, and this is the Cashflow Ninja. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas. MC Lobsher here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today. In today's show, we're going to look at how to create a perfect portfolio that creates and grows wealth for you and your family. Joining me today is my friend, Minesh Bindi. Minesh is the CEO of Perfect Portfolio. Minesh just recently merged and rebranded three separate companies under the Perfect Portfolio brand. Minesh has invested in real estate since the age of 16 and has used his experience and knowledge to consistently achieve massive success across all asset classes. Minesh is teaching a gold and silver real estate and stock investing strategy and revealing his blueprint of how to buy cash flow and profit from gold and silver prime real estate and legacy stocks. Um, you could check out a webinar where he shares all of this information at cashflowninja.com forward slash perfect portfolio. That's cashflowninja.com forward slash perfect portfolio. And I have two Cashflow Ninja community announcements. Join us on Facebook, um, on our Facebook community page. You simply have to type in Cashflow Ninja community and you'll find us there. We share everything about our movement our investment group, webinars, tools, information, and all other cool stuff. And if we have impacted your life in any way, and if the show has helped you in any way, please uh, send us a testimonial, record it with your smartphone to info at cashflowninja.com. Savvy investors know that in order for the miracle of compounding interest to work, it's magic, you have to be constantly invested in all stages of the economic cycle. So the question then becomes, how do you find solid investments when the stock market is close to all-time highs and everything else just seems so inflated? That's where our friends at ASIM Capital come in. Since 2011, ASIM has helped more than 300 accredited investors allocate more than $25 million to mobile home parks, self-storage, and workforce housing due to their ability to perform well during economic recessions. If you're interested in learning more, head on over to asymcapital.com. That's A-S-Y-M capital.com to get instant access to their investment offerings. MC Lobsher, the creator of the Cashflow Ninja and Cashflow Coach at Producers Wealth, where we help our clients integrate infinite banking with their business and investments. To learn how you can create your own banking system to turbocharge your investments and business in 30 days or less, go to yourownbankingsystem.com. That's yourownbankingsystem.com. Minesh, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much, my friend. It's good to be back. Yeah, great. Great to have you back on. I've been looking forward to this. Always appreciate uh, our conversations and always learn so much. Uh, Minesh, for our listeners that's not familiar with you and what you do, can you please share a little bit about yourself and a little bit about, about your background and journey? Which is actually going to be the majority of your people right now because you've grown so much. It's, uh, it's really cool. That's, uh, that, that, that's awesome. So, yeah, so hi, everyone that's new to the podcast and hi, everyone who, uh, who remembers me from last time. Pleasure to be back. Honored to be back. Um, me, I, I'm a 
kid from London. Uh, I started off in real estate working with my dad when I was 16 years old, negotiating real estate deals, um, and then did my first real estate deal when I was 18. Uh, and since then, you know, a friend of mine said, hey, you should teach how you do that. And I thought, I don't want to do that shit. It looks so painful and, and, and awful. Uh, and then I, I saw how that business worked and it was just my heart open to it. So um, I started teaching what we do. Um, and then after 2008 and the market crash of 2008, what I realized was that even though we were teaching people what to do, it wasn't right for most people. So suddenly the ownership element of, okay, yeah, I might sell them a gun and get them to sign a disclaimer, but I'm still putting the gun in their hands sort of became very, very real for me. Um after the 2008 crash. So I took a year out and then started focusing on how I could make safe investing exciting uh, for people and uh, built a, a company called uh, Gold and Silver for Life. And that has transformed into three different companies. And then recently we went through a merger to bring all of those together and bring some new people on board. Uh, and now we are called Perfect Portfolio. And that started in 2010. And uh, we're still going strong. Now I have clients in 46 different countries, a 92% success rate. And we work with 155 clients a year. Yeah, that's quite incredible. That always strike, strikes me when I look at the success rate of the, the clients that you have and, and see their success stories. Um, one of the things that, 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 that I've seen as well is the, just the, the on-hands involvement and continue uh, education because it's a, it's a learning process, right? And uh, the coaching calls and that stuff that you have for your clients as well. Yeah, you know, I think one of the things that uh, people overlook is that normal people are not professional full-time investors trained by banks to operate in any environment. Normal people are just normal people that want a good life and want to make money and protect their families, right? And so one of the things that we have is once you become a client of any of our, of any of our trainings, uh, you get coaching calls for life every single week. There is no more charge for them. We've got people that joined in 2010 that are still attending those today uh, and a charge for them again. Gotcha. Well, let's jump into uh, what's going on currently and where we are right now uh, yeah. in the global economy, global markets. Uh, what's your view? What do you see there? Maybe um, uh, if you want to touch on what do you see in the commodity markets as well? Yeah, I think the commodity markets are going to feel uh, a little bit of pressure. I think uh, the U.S. stock market is doing very, very well. And I, I love what uh, President Trump is doing with the economy. Um, and I've got to pre-frame this. That doesn't mean I agree with everything that he's saying because people get so emotional nowadays, right? I'm right. an investment guy. I'm looking at it purely from an investment perspective. And I think what he's doing with uh, the stock market is uh, is very good. I think the economy is in a really good place. So I think commodities, while there will be moments of fear and moments of, uh, of, of things like that, like we had a, a fear with the you know, a potential interest rate cut. There'll be moments like that and that will push the prices up and down. Uh, if we're at a stable stable place with commodities right now. Uh, and I think anyone who's just holding the physical is not going to see any, any any amazing returns for, for a period of time. Um, so that, that's, that's really my opinion on, on, on commodities. And as far as the, the the asset cycles and market cycles, I know something that you, that you share a lot about as well. Where do you have a sense of where we are in this, this current cycle? 
it's very interesting. I think before uh, President Trump sort of started implementing what he's implementing and what we're seeing, I would have said we are almost uh, at a point where we're going to reset the currency, right? Uh, the U.S. dollar. We've seen so much money flow into the U.S. We've seen so much business, so much activity. And, you know, everyone sees the numbers. It's not just me. We've seen so much positive activity. I, I, think, we could, I think we could kick that can down the road. I, I, I honestly think we can kick that can down the road. And that does that really pisses off all my peers that are in the gold and silver space uh, when, I, when I say that. But I think it's the truth. And I think if people will continue to believe the idea that you need a gold and silver because in six months the market's going to crash, I think you're not going to make money for a while. Uh, so you need to understand the whole overview uh, so that you can make money while you're waiting for those moments to happen. Uh, can you... Uh Talk a little bit about the financialization of markets almost because it, it's very algorithmic. We have supercomputers trading against each other. And I always say, you know, with the optimism and all that, all, all that playing it into, into it as well, and being financial markets now being overrun and traded with, with technology, what do you see with that? And, and do you see that we're going to see big swings and big moves like we have in the past? Or is that going to be, provi be providing a little bit more stability as well? will will be i think it will provide stability that's my that, that's my my gut says that and from what i've seen it says that uh the only times we'll see big swings is when that fear is uh, is put into into humans that just want to liquidate their cash right but mm -hmm. as long as the money as long as the money is in the markets i think there will be a sense of stability in the markets uh simply because of a lot of these high frequency trading platforms that are out there right they're trying to get in and out in nanoseconds to try and scrape, you know, 8% a year, 10% a year uh, out of the market. So, um, but when there is moments where people, real humans and real people call their, call their advisors up and say, right, liquidate my billion dollars, right? That's when, that's when things will start, you know, happening and when a lot of that happens. Um, and that's when you'll see the big swings. So I think there'll be a lot of stability and then big swings will mean big swings. Uh, and I think that's going to be the, because th those algorithms won't be able to manage against those. And that's right. the key thing. They, they won't be able to manage against those. All they'll do is, you know, the trigger will hit the sell and they'll start liquidating as well. Uh, what do you see happening in the European markets? You're based out of London for our international listeners. What do you see in the European markets? We've seen our rumbling of a little bit of uh, trouble with Deutsche Bank, this this just breaking uh, literally in the last couple of days. Uh, there's been a, mur a murmur for a while, but what do you see that plays in? And then, of course, we still have the Brexit <laughs> debacle in the UK. Oh, and then the rest of Europe is becoming just as polarized as the, the rest of the world. What, what do you see happening there? Yeah, I think Europe is in for uh, a hell of a time. I think uh, our policies are not nowhere near as good as, as what people are making them out to be. You know, when Germany has a GDP of, you know, 1.2 to 1.8%, that's not really that good. And that's apparently the strongest economy inside of Europe, right? And obviously you're seeing it now, Deutsche Bank, uh, you know, slashing jobs uh, left, right and center. I think, um, you know, Europe is, is, going to be a place to invest just not yet you know and europe hasn't even stabilized or you know i hate to say the word normalized because you know normalized rates would be much higher than what they are in the states but europe hasn't even got close to doing any of those things 
uh, and they're already seeing we're, we're already seeing trouble. So I think it is uh, an interesting time to say I want to invest in Europe, especially you know with the United Kingdom with Brexit and things like that. You've got to let all that all that clear out and then make a decision because you never know what's going to happen. I mean, if the UK gets fully plugged out of the European Union, you don't know what's going to happen to Europe. Right, right. Absolutely. A lot of, lot of uncertainty for sure. Uh, Minesh, if you don't mind sharing a little bit about your investment philosophy and the strategy that you've used and, and that you teach uh, a lot of your clients. Yeah, so my, my basic understanding of investing is uh, as follows. You've got to buy investments that go up over time. You've got to cash flow those investments and then you've got to buy more of the investments with the cash flow that goes up over time. We call that the wealth triangle philosophy. Uh, and it's very, very simple and it works every single time and it works over time. So you, as, a, as an individual, have got to assess your portfolio and say, what, where is my money in? And are these things going to go up? And most people are in cash. Uh, in a lot of cash, and cash is not going to go up in value. So it violates step number one. So you've got to get into investments that are going to go up in value over time. You've got to get into them smartly. You've got to get into them at the right price. And then you've got to figure out how to maximize the cash flow. So people always wonder, you know, how can you say that? And you're a gold guy because gold generally doesn't generate any cash flow. It actually does when you do it the way that a, uh, a bank would do it or a hedge fund would do it or a, or a billionaire would do it. Um, and so that's what we, we teach people how to do that. We, we don't want anyone sitting around with $100,000 worth of gold that's not bringing you in $12,000 a year uh, at least. So um, my those are my main philosophies. And obviously our company, Perfect Portfolio, focuses on gold and silver real estate and the stock market because I believe that those uh, investment classes will continue to be strong. Uh, regardless of what, what happens. Um, that doesn't mean they won't have corrections and they won't go down in value, but over time, they will be strong. Yep. And it ties into the, the overall cash flow philosophy. Maybe if you can elaborate a little bit on how billionaires, hedge funds, and banks um, implement this strategy, because it has basically what it, what it comes down to is, you know, and as you mentioned so eloquently too, that the importance of it is, is the, the cash flow of, of, of produ the assets producing cash flow. So buying them undervalued cash flowing them and then buying more of them, uh, is it? Uh, maybe you can elaborate a little bit on the billionaire and the hedge fund and the bank strategy and w what they do. Yeah, you know, when you've got $2 billion, you're not going to go out and buy $2 billion worth of gold bars, bricks, and coins. You are going to hand that off to an asset manager. The asset manager is then going to go and do all the work for you, uh, collect the money, you know, uh, buy the gold, store the gold, take care of it, including with real estate and with the stock market too, right? They'll do all that work for you. They'll uh, analyze that, make sure they're buying the right real estate in the right areas to maximize the returns. Uh, and then at the end of the year, they'll send you a dividend check. Um, and the ability to have that sort of structure, it allows you then to use market instruments to generate a further income. And that's where we aim for 12 to 26% a year of that extra income. So you're not only getting the capital appreciation, you're not only getting the dividend payment as and when it's necessary, you're not only then uh, you know, generating that additional, uh, additional income, but now you've got the world's smartest people working for your benefit. Because if they show great returns on their funds, 
and more people are going to be attracted to those funds. And these are not funds set up by by idiots in the back of their, uh, you know, in the back of their home. This is, you know, two hundred billion dollars worth of capital being assigned to these funds. These are the best funds in the world. Um, so it just becomes very simple because if you are wealthy and you are a bank, then all you do is say, okay, I want to invest two, you know, two billion dollars in real estate. You press a button, your two billion goes over to that fund, and now you're invested in 154 different real estate holdings in eight different sectors. You're getting an eight percent compounded uh, growth yearly. You're getting a 4.5 two percent dividend payment, and you're making an extra 12 percent a year by using market instruments that are available. And you don't see a property, you don't deal with a tenant. You don't deal with a mortgage broker. You don't deal with uh, a property manager. You don't deal with any of the bullshit that comes with real estate investing when you do it the physical way, right? Uh, right. And so that's a that that's a that's an approach uh, to real estate investing, and it's not right for everyone uh, because some people the physical real estate side of it, um, and some people make way more money doing the physical real estate side of it. For me, I want the hands-off approach. I want to be able to do it from anywhere in the world. I want to be invested in real estate, but I don't want the headaches of real estate. Right. So it's owning the underlying asset, but then through through an equity strategy, producing right. consistent returns and cash flow. And this is what we that you know I I talk about this quite a quite a bit on the show that you know everyone has the same asset classes to invest in, right? So you will have someone in real estate lose their pants and go broke and tell everyone how horrible it is. And then you have billionaires in real estate, the same in every asset class. And it's the same uh, through the equity. So it all de- it's all depending on the strategy. So this is a strategy where undervalued assets are, are purchased and then c- cash flowed through this e- equity play um, and this, this equity uh, cash flow strategy that you can implement basically through a trading software or tool from anywhere on a computer on, yeah, around the world. Yeah, any broker account anywhere in the world, uh, you'll be able to to do what we uh, what we do. Gotcha. So, and this is another one of those um, the strategies too that markets go up, down, and sideways sideways too. But if it's producing cash flow and there's other mechanisms in place of how to control it, the control stays with the investor, right, Mash? hundred percent. You know, one of the biggest ways that people uh, let go of their control with investing, and it really, it, this this part really pisses me off because you've got normal people that are not trained traders, right? Just absolute normal people. All they want, or, you know, I say all they want, but it is, right? Most people just want to have some freedom, want some security for their family, want a bright future for their children. They want to retire in style, live in style, and leave a legacy for their uh, future generations, right? And I, and I say that's all they want because I believe everyone should be entitled to that. What type of living in when that's not the norm, right? Uh, I think everyone is completely entitled to that. And then they'll go to an investment guy like me, and they'll and this 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 muppet will say, "Oh, you've got to get involved in forex. You've got to, you know, the, the, the uh, seminar or whatever. You've got to get involved in an investment that is like." Uh, that forces you to get into some leverage. And then as soon as they get into that leverage, they'll get into 100 to 1 leverage. And then as soon as the market drops 1%, 100% of their portfolio is wiped out. And people are doing this when they're 40, 50, 60 years old with 50% of their net worth. It's like, holy shit, are you serious? You know. So that's one of my uh, senses of responsibility is to, to figure out how we can make safe investing you know, uh, exciting for people so they don't have to be faced with those options. 
Absolutely. And for the regular folks out there too, when it comes to the mar markets, I mean, the buy, the buy and hold, and maybe you can comment on this, you know, that's why you have to have a strategy because the 90% plus of the folks are just put into equities. They buy it. And the only strategy that they have is hoping that it goes up. Uh, and that's the only profit they can generate. Maybe you, you can comment on that and the importance of, of, of having a strategy and not just a strategy of hope and pray. Yeah, you know, I, the thing is, is that a lot of people are doing the way, doing things the common way, right? And they expect that that to generate them uncommon results. But the truth is, is that the knowledge that hedge funds have, the knowledge that billionaires have, the knowledge that these, these people have, is not common knowledge. If it was common knowledge, it would be taught in schools, and then we'd have way more of those people, right? Mm -hmm. um, and and you've got to you've got to remember the the when you are when you are investing in anything, if you don't have a strategy guiding you, I always believe in 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 that saying. I can't remember who said it, but you know, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything, right? So you've got to have, and that strategy your is your grounding that strategy is your core and that strategy will guide and save you and and make you money uh when the time is right but you've got to have the right strategy and you've got to get the right strategy it's not just you know going and investing in a random stock is it might be lucky but it's not a strategy uh and so you've got to you've got to learn how to do that you've got to learn how to create a strategy you've got to learn what the right strategy might be and what the implications might be if the market starts moving up down or sideways and you've got to know all of that before you before you get going. Absolutely. And fo staying focused on that, because there's so many shiny objects uh, around it. If yeah. you're disciplined and you have a strategy, and like you said, a grounding and a framework with principles from, and that, that allows you to make decisions within that framework, now you can stay diligent and you can stay disciplined because there's just, uh, you know, every week there's something new going on and maybe you can comment it, uh, comment on that as well. Yeah, objects have cost more people around uh, than that I've met more money than, than, than anything else, right? Uh, people say, you know, divorces are the most expensive thing. Now, have you seen someone, you know, get attracted to a shiny object, right? Uh, that will take 50% of your money before, before the wife leaves. Um, and then, uh, you know, so, so those things are very, very important to be aware of. You don't want to be involved in shiny objects. You don't want to be involved in things you don't understand. You want to, I always tell people, you know, scrutinize me, scrutinize our company. Don't just come over and go, hey, I want to see whether this works. Sit there and scrutinize us. We love that because when you're scrutinizing, it means you're asking questions. When you're asking questions, it means we're about to hit a breakthrough and you're about to understand something that maybe you didn't, right? Um, so scrutinize us. Don't just look at things and, and, and with rosy, you know, rose-colored glasses. Just get in, you know, scrutinize things up to the nth degree until, you know, because if, you know, I've always noticed this scrutinizing someone if they don't really have the answers they just stop talking and they withdraw from the argument right right so when you scrutinize something and you scrutinize us and if we get to the point where we don't know the answers you've got your you've got your answer right mm -hmm. uh, and that's what i always recommend our, our new clients to do scrutinize us go look at our training we make so much of it available online for free go look at it go scrutinize it come ask us questions uh before you pay us a penny um, then, and then judge us for what we say and how we say, it, and then decide whether it's the right strategy for you or not.
You're listening to The Cashflow Ninja, the show helping people all over the world create monthly cash flow and achieve freedom today, not in 10, 20, 30, and or 40 years. This is the show where cash is not king, but cash flow is king. We will be right back after a word from our sponsors. Kings, queens, and royal families, along with the nobility and ultra-rich, have warehoused and stored their wealth for centuries in gold and silver, art, land, and real estate. These assets have stood the test of time through centuries and have been a great place to preserve and protect their wealth. Like gold, silver, land, and real estate, art has been around for centuries and will be around for many, many more centuries. That's why the ultra-rich will continue to invest in art and preserve their wealth in art. While the S&P declined 5.1% in 2018, the art market returned 10.6% and was called the best investment of 2018 by the Wall Street Journal. Masterworks is the first company to allow investors to buy shares of great blue-chip art masterpieces by artists like Picasso, Monet, and Warhol. You can get set up on their platform at cashflowninja.com forward slash art. My friend Dave Zook from The Real Asset Investor says, you can be conventional or you can be wealthy. Pick one. The Real Asset Investor team creates value for investors looking for higher yield returns from ATM machines and self-storage investments. Their syndications offer attractive investment opportunities that produce strong cash flow, equity growth, huge tax incentives. They are truly passive and managed by a world-class team. To learn more about the exciting investment opportunities the Real Estate Investor offers, such as their ATM and self storage syndications, please visit cashflowninja.com forward slash Real Asset Investor. You're listening to The Cashflow Ninja, the show helping people all over the world create monthly cash flow and achieve freedom today, not in 10, 20, 30, and or 40 years. This is the show where cash is not king, but cash flow is king. Now let's return to our interview. Now, one things that and habits that I've observed from very wealthy and successful people is that they're always studying new things. They're always learning. Uh, what are you currently studying? What are you learning? And maybe if, if, if there's anything that you're reading in particular that you want to share. Yeah, I, I haven't been reading anything, anything really new. But one of the things that I'm personally learning about right, right now is more deep the uh, setting up of hedge funds and things like that. That's a part that I want to, uh, I personally want to grow into. Uh, and then I also, you know, uh, do different interesting things uh, outside of the business space too, because I think one of the things that I've definitely learned in the last four or five years is that when I have execution work to do, I need to be in an office like I am today, right? Uh, when I have creative thinking work to do, creative problem solving to do, I cannot be in the office. If I'm in the office, I'm not going to get anything done uh, in that scenario. I need to be in an environment where I can relax, I can think, I can let go, and then uh, you know have those answers uh, show up. So in those scenarios, I love cigar lounges, uh, and I also love dancing pachata as well, which is a Latin dance. Um, so I'm learning how to do that. So you've got to you've got to know what what makes you tick. It's so true. I was actually just thinking about it this morning, and uh, as as I'm in the process of creating and, and, and writing a lot of content too. And it's, it's amazing how you change your scenery and you go somewhere else, you know, not, not next to, you know, a 
park or a peaceful river or something like that. And all of a sudden, you know, the creativity is sparked and ideas starts flowing just because you got out of your office where you're very, very focused and you're right on lock and loaded, right? So ready to, to, to produce. Right. right. You know, it's amazing to me how many investors don't go to the gym. You know, that's one of the things that changed my experience, uh, going to the gym, getting that blood flowing first thing in the morning, lifting heavy, heavy weights a couple times a week and whatever heavy is for you, right? Uh, do it with a personal trainer. You know, most investors can afford personal trainers twice a week. Do it with someone that knows what they're doing and it will change your experience of, of life. Yep. Absolutely. And that ties into lifestyle design. And maybe you can comment on that, Manesh, because one thing that I've seen, and you've mentioned it a little bit earlier in our discussion of how you would like to invest, right? Um, but you were very, very, uh, yeah, you, you had a lot of purpose and in, in how you want and, and, and very intentional in how you created your life and what you wanted your life to look like. And then you created your businesses. Yeah. So, I mean, um, uh my main focus is to focus on my wealth. And I mean that with complete respect to all of our clients. And that might come to a shock to a few people, right? But I am not, uh, uh, I, I am not um, someone who is just teaching things. I'm focusing on my own wealth. I'm focusing on my own investments. And that was one of the reasons why we, we decided, okay, cool. We're, we're going to work with 155 new clients per year. And if those 155 new clients come come to us by March, we're not taking any more clients. Right? We work with those 155 and we, we make them successful and we work with everyone else uh, that's already a client. Um, but after 155, I've noticed that my focus can start uh, deviating. Right? It's just like anything. Once, once there's a in one place, you know, your focus can start deviating. So for me, it's very, very important to be able to help as many people as I can, and at the same time, focus on my own investments. And for me, having an investment that I can do from my phone anywhere in the world, right, anywhere from uh, with an iPhone, uh, definitely not Samsung's, they suck. Uh, but I could do an investment from my phone anywhere in the world. Um, that's, that's it for me. I think that's, uh, that's very, very important because now it allows me to be with the people that I want to be with be in the places that I want to be with. I'm not tied to, you know, I know so many people that are involved in real estate and it feels like they have a job, right? They're, they're real estate millionaires, but every single day they're waking up dealing with the bullshit of real estate, right? Some people love that and some people make a lot of money out of that. And that's fine too. It's just the choices that you want. And as far as I think, I think, like I said, most people want to have freedom from the, 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 uh, from the painstaking life of, of making money, right? They want freedom, they want security, they want a bright future for their children, they wanna live and retire in style, and they wanna leave a legacy for their future generations. And the problem is, is that the information of how to do that is not common knowledge, right? There's a lot of common knowledge around real estate, around gold and silver, and around the stock market, but to do those things, it's not common knowledge because if it was, it, like I said, it would be taught uh, in schools and it's hard to get it from educators because I've been around the, for, for long enough and I've been on stages long enough to know that the business model for most educators is to churn the number of people attending those courses, right? It's just very simple, right? They have a business. Mm -hmm. I always look at it, right? You've got to follow the money and anything that you're doing, you've got to follow the money, right? If they have a seminar company, guess what? 
guess what the one way to guess, guess, guess how they're trying to make money. They're trying to sell as many seats in that seminar as possible. Right. So right. then you look at it and then you got to and scrutinize the person behind it and go, what are they doing? How many are they aiming for? You know, is it just new seminar after new seminar after new seminar? Oh, crypto is great. Now let's, let's put out a crypto thing. Because in that scenario, their main job is to fill those seats and sell those seminar seats. They're not in it really to create success for the people that are, are, are joining. So you take all of that into account and most of the information that's really needed to create that lifestyle that you want is hidden. And it's, uh, I don't, I don't like saying it that, that, that it's a secret and it's not really a secret, but it's definitely hidden. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and most of the things that people tell you to do take more money, uh, than you have, right. Or, or money that you can't afford to lose. And then people, beautiful, normal people that just want a good life, take money that they cannot afford to lose, put it in some idiot's plan that even he's not doing right. Right. And, they, and they lose 50 to 60% of them. That's disgusting to me. That's, that's absolutely disgusting to me. Right. right. Uh, the truth is that it's absolutely possible. And one of the things that I'm most proud of so is our head coach actually invests his own money and his family's money using our strategy. And he was doing that for four or five years before he became our head coach. Whereas most of the people in our space, you go to them and you say, Hey, are you the guy that's selling you on this stuff, right? Hey, are you doing this? Just ask this question next time you get a phone call because you're probably going to get a phone call in about five minutes from someone selling you some bullshit anyway, right? Ask right. them, are you doing this? Are you doing this with your own real money? And I guarantee you most of the time the answer will be, I'm saving up so that I can do it. And that's complete and utter bullshit. Uh, they're not doing it. They can't, they're not, maybe they can't afford to do it, but the real reason is they probably figured it doesn't work. Um, so you've got to be very careful. You've got to, to you, you, you just cannot get yourself into a situation where you might lose 60% of your net worth at 55. It's, it's ridiculous to me, uh, but you need the right information to do that. And you cannot sit on the outside of that little club that these people are in. You've got to get the information, but the great, the great thing about all of that is that it's absolutely possible. You're listening to two guys on a, on a podcast right now that are doing it. It's absolutely possible. You just got to believe in it. And then you've got to say, what do I actually want? And that is when the music stops, right? You have got to admit and you have got to sell yourself on actually what you want. Because if you don't know what you want, you'll attend every single seminar, you'll attend, you try every single new thing and you will never commit to anything. You've got to understand what you want. Is it to become a real estate mogul where you are 24 seven, wake up to, to, to eyes closed, focused on real estate. What do you want? Do you want the lifestyle? What do you, what do you want? Any of those things are okay. As long as you get to, this is what I want. You mentioned something there and I'd love to t uh, get your opinion on this. Uh, crypto, uh, you, you've touched on a blockchain. What do you, what do you, what is your, what are some of your thoughts there? And, uh, another trend that's very, uh, well, accelerating is, uh, the cannabis trend. What are some of your thoughts on, on those two? Uh, the cannabis one, I have never had any personal experience with cannabis or with cannabis investments or anything. So I, I can't even, uh, comment on that, you know? Um, and then with, with crypto, I, I can't see crypto becoming a currency. I can see a lot of advantages of blockchain, but I can't see that currency aspect of uh, taking over. You know, my basic argument to crypto guys and girls is 
you know, in what reality do you see a government, let alone the U.S. government, any government, handing over control of its money? Yeah. Uh, which, which reality do you see that in? They'll shoot you and kill you before any of that even gets close. So that's just the reality of the world. I get, I get, I, you know, I get uh, the, uh, I get the vision, and I get all of that that they have, and I, I commend them for that. Uh, but anyone who's involved in crypto and making a lot of money, I hope you're taking your money out and putting it into real assets that are going to last for the long term, because uh, we don't know what the hell's going to happen with crypto. And if you believe that, if you believe that a government will hand over control, I don't know what to say to you, and I can't help you anymore. Um, we, we believe in real safe assets, uh, rather than things that are speculations based on imagination. Yep. And the blockchain technology that comes uh, uh, well, along with that, uh, any thoughts on, on blockchain and the future of blockchain? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think blockchain is going to do really well. I think blockchain will help create efficiencies that we haven't seen before. Um, I think, uh, some of them are over, it's not ready yet, basically. Uh, but I think, um, there will be a lot of efficiencies created. Uh, you know, I did an interview with a bunch of crypto experts on, uh, on YouTube and they, this guy basically disagreed with everything that I was saying about crypto yet. He couldn't answer back to my questions about crypto. Um, and he said, Hey, I'm going to get together like with a, a bunch of other crypto guys and we can all have this debate and record it. How about that? I think he thought that, you know, they were going to get the better end of the stick, right? None of them could answer any of my questions and you can go and find that video on YouTube. And we had one client that joined us after watching that video, he sold all of his crypto and then the crypto exchange that his money was in, uh, went bankrupt. The guy just ran away with the, with the money, right? Um, and he was so grateful for, for finding that video and, and, and et cetera, et cetera. So uh, my main point is, look, I don't want to get into involved in anything that I don't understand in the first place. And if I don't understand something, I want to do it through a diversified vehicle, uh, like an exchange traded fund or an index fund or something like that, because then it diversifies my risk. Uh, but as far as crypto goes, the currency side of it, I can't see that happening. The blockchain side of it, I think there will be efficiencies created but, you know, these guys are using stupid examples right now. Like, hey, you could, you know, have a vending machine that has a cryptocurrency uh, element to it. Why the hell do you need that, right? Vending machines work great right now. What, what, right. what, what, what do you need that for? What, what reality besides mental masturbation does that make any sense? Uh, however, on the financial security side, on the bank transfer side, on things like that, I mean, there's no reason why it should take me five days to transfer money to the USA right now from London, right? right. Um, and it does. So those sorts of things, I think, will be revolutionized with, with blockchain uh, and services like that. Uh, what are you uh, seeing with artificial intelligence and the, the future with artificial intelligence? You know, I don't know. It's, I see, I'm not an expert. Um, I am not even, a, I wouldn't even call myself uh, an enthusiast or anything in that space. Um, I think artificial intelligence uh, from the, every, the sides that I've read, the one side is, you know, this is going to be amazing. It's going to take over the world. It's going to be absolutely, it's going to be absolutely crazy and it's going to kill us, right? Um, and then the, the other side of the argument, which I tend to lean on, is we're not going to see human consciousness level artificial intelligence 
at least in our lifetimes, if not the next. So that's that's the side I lean on. I think that in any scenario, fears are generally um, overextended. Uh, and the emotion of behind those fears are overextended. And we all have this fantasy of sort of dreaming about our own demise, right? And I think that's a, that's a psychological uh, thing that, that, that is going on in the world uh, and happens in the world. It's not new with artificial intelligence. It just happens. We always think about how we're going to die and all sorts of things like that. Um, I tend to lean on the side, looking at the science and looking at the data, um, that we will, the fact that we haven't, you know, created systems yet with all everything that we have that can even recognize. I remember listening to a guy named Naval Ravikant, who's a VC uh, in Silicon Valley, talk about this. Uh, and he said, look, we haven't even created a, a system that can notice and recognize me from across a football field uh, without so much data already plugged in. Whereas, you know, a, a little baby girl can recognize her dad from across a football field, right? Without, yeah. without anything. To create that level of artificial intelligence, it's not going to happen in our lifetimes. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Minesh, always a pleasure, my friend. I appreciate you and thank you so much for spending some time with us. Pleasure to be on. Always great to catch up with you and uh, wish you all the best and all the growth uh, that you've already been doing and, and, and more, way more than that. And anything I can do to help, just let me know. Minesh is hosting a free webinar for all Cashflow Ninja listeners where he shares this stock market cash flow strategy. You can check it out at cashflowninja.com forward slash perfect webinar. It's cashflowninja.com forward slash perfect webinar. Life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic market and geopolitical risk. It's been part of the billion dollar blueprint followed by institutional investors. And if you're an accredited investor, you can also now participate in this vehicle with enormous growth potential. You can watch an informational webinar presented by one of the premier organizations providing life settlement investments for number of solutions at cashflowninja.com forward slash life settlements. Thank you again for joining me on the Cashflow Ninja. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here, please subscribe, rate, and write a review for our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at CashflowNinja.com. I want to thank you for spending your most precious resource with me today, your time. Until next time, my friend, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms.
This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.